Hi, welcome to the podcast today, and I'm breathing a sigh of relief. I was 55-45 that this was going to work, and it did. And what it is, I will get to in just a moment. Um, I think you can tell which interviews with guests I enjoy the most. Um... I get real excited. Uh, maybe I'll sit back and just listen. Um, and I'm not talking about like getting combative or confrontational with anybody, but they just utterly fascinate me. And I want to sit, listen, and learn. Um, I'm fortunate that for the most part, people that come on the podcast um, get me, get my meter moving a little bit. And Saturday, what was a 20 minute conversation, I could have spoken to this man for two hours. Um, a very good friend of mine, Matt Killam, who's been on the podcast several times from the Metro Parks. Matt also um, helped make the, the skating party happen at the end of July. Um, and I had seen in the springtime, when it was still kind of chilly, uh, that he was talking about this local fashion designer, Daryl Brown, Midwest Kids. They had a an unveiling of the brand at Hollister. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a big deal. And anybody that Matt gets behind uh, gets the stamp of approval from from here. Um, Juwan Armour was one of those people. Once uh, once Alex and I told Juwan that we were friends with Matt, like it's like, oh, all right, let 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 let's do this. Um, it's nice when you have that person in common, and and that can unleash. Uh, great conversation. And I think we had just that. I knew very little about him. In fact, I said this to him before um, I hit record and and we went live with the Q&A at Franklin Park Mall this Saturday. It was KixCon. Thanks to my friends for doing that. I uh, My friend Casey, who oversees them all, Julie, who does marketing, Monica, who do, does marketing, Lauren as well. Um, the only bad thing from my perspective on Saturday was... It was sunny in 75, and who wants to be inside on a day like that? Um, but many people did make the trip over to the mall to check out Moose and his team at Soul Status. Finish Line was another sponsor. Some of the other vendors that were there, Doug Heinball was out t- taking great pictures. Either I am lovingly photogenic, or Doug is remarkable at his job. It's very much the latter, because whenever Doug snaps a picture of me, I'm like... How can you take all these good pictures of me and I can't take any good pictures of me? Um, it was a fantastic Saturday, but the cherry on top, the Jordan tag on on the Jordan shoes that I won in the lottery was getting to chat with Daryl Brown. Um, I love learning about him, learning about his philosophies, what it was like for him to go from, you know, he was a designer for Kanye. He was a stylist for Kanye back in the day. To um, like a lot of us, went got got a little bit away from the creative stuff and had to spend a lot more time running the company, doing emails. He's also a new dad as well. He is a Toledo dude through and through. And I don't want us to overlook somebody from here in Toledo doing big things, conceivably, arguably around the globe. Let's dive into my conversation now from the Q and A outside of the Macy's Court Saturday with Daryl Brown, Midwest Kids. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the uh, first ever KixCon here at Franklin Park Mall. My name's Eric Chase from uh, Cumulus Media and Q105. This is the person you came here to see today. This is Daryl Brown, creator of Midwest Kids. Um, we're going to start with that. I didn't mean to be um, quiet while we were sitting over here. I just figured I'll, I'll save all my questions for the Q&A. Um, where did you grow up at? Um, born and raised in Toledo, Ohio, but 
South End Teresa City, Belmont, South Side. What high school did you go to? Uh, I went to Rogers, Toledo Rogers. Um, you are a celebrated fashion designer. We'll get to Midwest Kids. Um, when did you know that you had this artistic talent you wanted to tap into? Um, I probably was like 20, 21 years old, kind of like wrapping up in college, trying to, you know, that, that, that young adult stage, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, where I was, where I was, you know, where life was going to take, take me. And yeah, just kind of got into fashion. I, I mean, I've always been stylish growing up or whatever, but you know, living in the middle of America, Toledo's fashion never felt like a real career. Right. We can wear sweatpants now and be in style, right? <laughs> what were, what were, uh, what do you remember as fashion um, back in high school at Rogers? Um, Jordans, like the Nietzsche, John John, like, yeah. you know, all the different urban brands, Fubu, like Rockaway, yeah. Like early 2000s we're talking? Yeah, I graduated in 2004. Okay. So I was a freshman in 2000. I remember looking back at the pictures of myself back then in the early mid 2000s, um, and it's weird to compare it to now, where everything back then was really big and baggy. Yeah, but it's coming back. It is, it is. It's coming back. Everything, um, nothing new revolves under the sun. So it's kind of like a revolving door, how they say retro. Yeah. Like it just goes like, I, I, it's like a good boil. Eventually it boils, overflows, go back down. Comes back up. Start back up. I joke, I see like uh, Gen Z kids, girls, I'm like, the only thing you're missing from my mom in the 90s is shoulder pads. Yeah, hopefully those don't, hopefully those stay where they're at. Right, we'll leave those on the field. Um, so in your early 20s when you were trying to figure all this out, was there a, a designer, um, a brand, a person that you looked up to and kind of wanted to model yourself after? Um, yeah, like I was really into like Pharrell and like early Kanye, like this is like, yeah, like BBC, Bait. I was always like big fans of like Pharrell, how he like pivoted and started like Billionaire's Boys Club and Babe and that was like a different, that was like a different era of fashion. That wasn't like big chain, gaudy, that was more like arts. Yeah. Like streetwear, skateboard, stuff like that, like skateboard fashion. So I kind of like got into that. When you were telling your friends back then that uh, you were gonna make clothes, you wanted to get into fashion, did they judge you in a negative way for that? No, they didn't judge me, they just more so was kind of curious as to like what that meant. Right. Like when I used to say I was a stylist, people used to be like, I didn't know you do hair. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when you start doing hair, bro, like, you know. So I think my friends were more so just curious, like, okay, like, you're about to have a career in fashion. What does that even mean? What does that look like? And I think myself, I was even trying to figure out, you know, how, how do I monetize this? How, how is it something I scale and grow? You know, how do I tell? Because I'm, you know, I'm living real life at the same time, working at different temp agencies. Um, and I started working for GM, and then I started working for um, Norfolk Southern Railroad. I was a conductor engineer. So it's like I'm living real, real proper life in Toledo, but at the same time, saying I'm like a fashion stylist. Like, so it's kind of like, what's really going on here? Right. Um, when did the first big door open for you, or when did you kick down that door and you kind of knew you were on your way and you could leave the railroad on the tracks? Um, so on my days off from the railroad, I would have a friend of mine run like a clothing boutique. It used to be on the campus of University of Toledo. It was called um, 
So I would help him run his store and I started to learn about other different brands and learn how to um, buy, and, you know, the operations of a retail store. And then I met, I'm still, you know, going around Santa Ana Stylist and stuff like that. And then I met Machine Gun Kelly. And at the time he was like a nobody, but like up and coming. Yeah. And he hired me to be a stylist. And when he hired me to be a stylist, like, it like changed my trajectory because it's like, you know, it's like something that you're treating as a hobby. And when someone hires you, it's like they believe in you. Right. It's like they see see what you see. You know what I mean? And I never sold him anything. Like, I just told him, like, I'm a stylist. Like, I remember the first day you said, like, you're a stylist, bro. What are you talking about? We were in Bowling, we were in, like, we were in Bowling Green at the time. We were, like, we were in Bowling Green. You just told me you worked for the railroad. Now you're telling me you're a stylist. And he hired me. So it was like, let's go. So let's answer a real basic question that... I think you just answered it a little bit more. What does a stylist do? Um, stylists, they dress, they do wardrobe for people. They dress, they dress athletes, entertainers, normal people. But you'd be surprised, like, some of the most successful people in the world getting dressed is the worst part of their day. Some normal people, like, I know tons of people who, whether it has nothing, nothing to do with beauty or anything, like, some people just literally hate shopping. They hate the whole idea of finding shoes to wear, finding clothes to wear. That's just not their thing. And I learned that. I, I thought that was something that everybody just had. Like, being naive, like the human side of me is like, wait, what? You don't like getting dressed? And it's like, I know tons of people, they hate doing that. So, a long story short, a stylist is a person that they would hire a stylist to dress someone on a day to day basis or, or to shop for them, et cetera, et cetera. And I never knew something. Um, like that existed, a career like that. When I found out it did, I just, I literally shot right toward it. I was like, I could, I, it blew my mind, I couldn't believe it. I thought everybody was just, people you see on TV, they just get rich and famous and they have resources and they just wear all the nice clothes. And it's like, no, 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 no. Um, a lot of times when I get to talk to people, you know, common questions, you ask them like, if you could interview anybody or an artist, a musician, like, who do you want to perform with, alive or dead? Alive or dead, um, what celebrity or famous person would you love to style and work for? Um, I did it already. Who was it? I was Kanye West Dallas for um, four and a half years, five years. I was with him from 2015 to 2020. I was in day to day wardrobe stylist, having to travel all over the world, design, etc., etc. Like really with him on a day to day basis in New York, Los Angeles, all over the world. Every day, 24/7, from sunup to sundown, that was like my job. So I kind of that was like another pivotal point in my life where it just showed me like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm not with him anymore, and I knew I wasn't gonna be with him forever. So it just showed me like the best is still to come. Like, oh my God, like this is this, this is what you're supposed to be doing. But yeah, I got that person. Uh, Midwest kids launched in the last year or so, a big party here at Hollister. Yep. Um, how did that come about? So Midwest Kids came along because I've been blessed to live in other places. Like I said, I lived in New York for 10 years, Los Angeles for six years. I've been blessed to travel the world. And I noticed that people in other places took so much pride in where they was from, especially like my friends from, from um, New York. Like New York, and from the East Coast, or from the West Coast, or from down south, even people from other countries. But middle America is kind of like the record stop. It's like, oh, Chicago, oh, Detroit. And it's kind of, uh, you know what I mean? So I kind of wanted to create something that people from the Midwest all over can kind of take and run with as a sense of pride. Because outside of our rich 
college traditions and our rich sports traditions and our athletes and, and entertainers that's born here. We have everyday amazing good people. You know, I've lived in tons of different cities and like Midwest people just are everyday head down hard work and chill values. Like you gotta, it's like, it's like Hanyeli said, you gotta show me. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm from the show me state. That's kind of like how whole Midwest is. Like you gotta show us more than you can tell us. You know what I mean? So I kind of wanted to create something that, that people from the Midwest can, can kind of take with pride and at the same time showing other young creators, like other up-and-coming designers, photographers, etc. like, oh, okay, this is real. Like, I can do it. Because we have like the Kanye's and stuff, but sometimes they seem so far away that it doesn't seem obtainable. But seeing somebody like me, who I feel like is still on the climb, that, that look like them, walk like them, talk like them from the same areas, same schools, eat at the same places, it feels a little more real. It's like, oh, okay, I, I can, I can do it. The same way a kid feels like they can grow up and be the best basketball player. It's not because of Michael Jordan. It's because of like somebody like LeBron James. It's like, oh, he's from ground from. He's right from. Like, I know, I know, I can do it. So, yeah, that, that same approach. What's your day to day life like now? What's like a nine to five for you when you wake up every morning? Um, every day is different. But I'm up. I'm an early riser, so I'm up every day at like. Six, seven in the morning, I go to the gym, that's kind of like my therapy. And then after that, I'm like glued to my phone and my computer all day. Emails, Zoom calls, sending different, you know, having like different design um, meetings and stuff like that with, with my graphic and my team. And yeah, just staying busy, literally. Like, I'm, I'm on a hunt. You talked about the emails. Um, <laughs> I do you, emails. I emails. <laughs> I was just going to ask you. Um, I don't want to be pushed up anymore in my career because I don't want emails and conference calls. Do you ever miss being like 100% creative? But now you're in charge, you gotta run the company. How much do you miss the artistic side? I mean, I, I, I do I, I do miss sometimes just being able to just solely focus on creative, but also I have to learn like, you know, how much is given, what's expected. So it's like, I've had to learn to like, that's why you insulate yourself with a really good team. And I've been blessed, I got a really good team around me where you can kind of like delegate some of those things on your plate, you know what I mean? And still be able to do what you gotta do and being in control at the same time because at the same time when I was just working and being able to be a creative, those, those frustrations come back and being the one to be more in control, you know? So um, I feel like it's just natural growth, it's like, but yeah, I definitely sometimes wish I could just wake up and just go on autopilot. Sometimes you wish you could just wake up. It, it, gives, it gives me more. It gives me more respect for a CEO. Like some people can just wake up. I'm not saying it's easy, so don't take this one. Take this in any way negative. But some people can just wake up and go to work. Just go to work and leave. But it's like the person that's running that company is like you don't get no you don't get no chance to just go to work and leave. There's, there's never a day off. There's never a time where I'm like, oh, I'm just chilling. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I try to be more present at home now. Like, if I just had a kid, I try to be more present. But it's never a time when I'm just off. I could be, I could be like playing with my kid, and out of nowhere, the light bulb just go off. That's why I got a light bulb tattoo behind my head. It just go off, and I'm like, oh, I gotta do this. We got, we should do this, or you know. So it's, it's never, I never have a downtime. I don't, I don't have a 401k. <laughs> I am my 401k. Yeah. What's dad life like? Dad life is amazing. Dad life is like, I'm sure anyone who has a kid in here that can understand it's the, it's the greatest joy in the world I've ever in my whole life 
looked at anything the way I look at my kids. Like, there's nothing compared to them. It's like a whole new thing of, of life. Just kind of like pull, like layer of life just pulled back. But it also just made me hungry. It's like, okay, I have to really double down and be who I am. I have to really be who I am. Yeah. Um, before we hopped on, we were talking about uh, people can be pretty lousy. <laughs> um, people can be a pain in the butt sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you're a good dude. We've just heard about your work ethic, your creativity. You, nobody taught you how to run a company and be a CEO. You, where did these values come from? Who did you look up to? Um, life, everyday life. I'm a sponge. Like I, I'm a history person. Like I'm, a, I'm a, like a history junkie. Like I love a good story. I love to learn something. Um, you know, every time you learn something, you get a wrinkle in the brain. That's why I was wrinkle in the brain. Everybody just learns something. Yeah. <laughs> so I love, I love learning stuff. Um, I love like I pay attention. You know what I mean? It sounds weird, but I pay attention. Like, when people's talking, I'm, whether I'm like downloading everything they're saying, I'm paying attention to life, everyday life. Um, yeah, so that's, that's it. Never being afraid to learn. I'm always eager to learn stuff. Who, who taught you to be a sponge? Was it a, somebody in the family, a friend, a neighbor? I think it just kind of, I'm the oldest. I have, I have three younger brothers and a, and a little sister, and I'm the oldest. And I think my parents, like, it kind of just naturally, like, my mother. My mother was hard on me growing up, but she always, would. when I look back at it, she wasn't hard on me, but at the time I felt like she was hard on me because she was always being, like I knew how to like get my mother's life insurance at the age of 12 if something happened to her. Right. Like, you get what I'm saying? I knew where the insurance office was, all that, so I just kind of already moved with like this leader mentality, like I have to like, you have to pay attention to like what's going on, paying attention to your surroundings, and yeah, so I think like just everyday life taught me to be like that, and, like, I was saying, like, this is what we're doing. Life just kind of like naturally makes you be like, you gotta pay attention. Like, when you're in a room, you ain't here, like, I'm paying attention to everybody. Like, you know, I'm, I'm looking around, looking at everybody, even if it seems like I'm not. Like, my three, yeah. my three I, last I get it. I'm the same way. Uh, three quick last questions. Um, Toledo is, is coming around. The Renaissance started downtown. What are, what are your thoughts on, on Toledo and how things have changed in the last decade? Uh, I'm happy for Toledo. The show is broke. You know what I'm saying? Just being able to, you know, just being able to even have something like this, like a KixCon. Like, people don't realize that there's complex cons, there's sneaker conventions all over the country. There, there might be 10 sneaker conventions going on today all over the country. So for Toledo to be at this part, let alone having it at Franklin Park Mall to even open the doors to, to, to the concept and me to be sitting up here with you, like this is all like, weird and unheard of, I'm sure everybody else. This is like an education course for like so many people, so I'm happy with the growth because, you know, like, the youth is important. A lot of kids are growing up. Like, you know, like for example, when I graduated from Rogers High School, our class was 341 people. It might only be 800 kids in the school now. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's important that, 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 that we, that, this, that, that Midwest cities, not just Toledo, but the Detroit's, the, Akron's, the Cleveland's, and so on, continue to grow so so the youth can grow, so they won't be so stunning and be behind, like, stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I think this is amazing. It's like getting familiar with the time. Do you have a favorite place to hang or a favorite restaurant you want to shout out? Uh, my favorite place to hang in Toledo is Toll House. Shout out to my guy, Will Lucas, um, another entrepreneur doing amazing things. Um, Toll House, if anybody has a, got a chance to check it out, they have the earth, they have, it's like, it's a, Beautiful spot downtown on the front street, kind of sitting on the water. It's like a whole world in itself. Restaurants, live music, 
Thank you so much, Daryl Brown, everybody. Thank you for being.